He is the star of the show. Welcome to Hardy and Notes. Uh, I am here with my partner, Hardy. And we just want to say welcome to the Hook and Ladder. We're, it's a pleasure to have you. Thanks for listening, whether you're listening there on Facebook or here uh, on the podcast. We're super thankful. We're just going to jump straight into the rapid rundown today. So first off, these are all the things coming up on today's show. The NCAA did something positive. That's a news flash. The NCAA is considering moving the college football schedule around. 16 NBA players are competing in the NBA 2K tournament. The 2020 Olympic Games in Tokyo have been delayed until July of 2021. The MJ documentary is about to drop. And MLB teams still plan on uh, paying its players and see potential. And starting the season in May, the NFL approves the playoff expansion. We rank our NFL teams off-seasons. NBA player could be taking over soccer club in Europe. Who could it be? Yeah. Stick with us. Well, we may have we may have posted that you know on uh, the page earlier. So, uh, but before we jump into all that, we wanted to, to kind of divert and go to uh, some other events that have happened, uh, especially on this day in history, April eighth. Uh, it will always be one of the most significant days in baseball history. In nineteen seventy four, Hank Aaron hit the seven hundred fifteenth home run of his career, passing Babe Ruth and rising to the top of the all-time list. Also on this day in 2001, Tiger Woods won the Masters for the second time in his career, completing what became to be known as a Tiger Slam. So, uh, good year for Tiger that year. Obviously, hasn't really done much for quite some time, but still, he's one of the greatest. Um, Some positive news. Uh, Married police officers stopped an armed robbery at a fast food restaurant. uh, Excuse me, restaurant. Now, James, you said that wasn't positive news because it was an armed robbery. Yeah, it's an armed robbery. It feels weird to call an armed robbery positive news. But the good news was they were there. Yes. Having their their fries and their soda. And you can actually look up the video. It's hilarious. They're sitting off in the corner when somebody comes in, you know, and he's got his mask on and he, he pulls a gun on him. Or not on the couple, on the... People Cashier. work in the front, yeah. Uh, and then you see that they just go into police mode, and all of a sudden they whip out their sidearms and they, uh, you know, move up towards him. He books it and runs. Uh, they pursue him out the door and hold him at gunpoint until backup arrives. So you can look up the video and find that. That's good stuff. Uh, just want to, you know, shift the news into more of a positive direction right. as opposed to all this fun pandemic stuff. So, with that being out of the way, let's get back to the pandemic stuff. Yeah. Uh, for instance, Major League Baseball, some big news out of uh, the Major Leagues today. Uh, they're going, they're exploring the Arizona plan. Uh, this is an article from the Washington Post, and I'll ask your opinion on it after. Major League Baseball's frantic all options on the table effort to salvage its 2020 season, currently delayed and potentially wiped out by the coronavirus pandemic, has. Uh, oh, can't read that. Um, it's gone around a single logistically fraught plan, playing games in empty stadiums in Arizona with players and other personnel in a protective bubble of isolation and medical care. Now, it goes on to talk about how uh, this is just one of the many plans that they're talking about. Uh, it would be played at the Diamondback Stadium at Chase Field, as well as 10 other spring training facilities in the Phoenix area. James, when you hear that you know the gist of that plan what are your thoughts it's very interesting um i think uh, it just won't feel like i guess the mlb's regular season but 
what can we do? There's no spring training, so might as well supplement it with some sort of start to the season. I'm all for getting back to some sort of normalcy, so uh, playing baseball. Uh, it sounds good to me. Uh, how it all makes sense, I'm not sure. I'm not a doctor. I don't know. Um, but I think we both would love to be able to talk about some sports and to be able to watch some teams play and, uh, you know, have something happening. Right, right. And the, apparently players around the league are in support of this idea. They just want to play, like you said. They want some normalcy. So uh, there's numerous medical experts who have concerns over this. They just worry that players coming from all sorts of different cities and regions of the country you never know, you know, with something like this that we've never experienced, uh, maybe err on the side of caution. Uh, so there's there's a bunch of different opinions out there, but the MLB, this is just one of their contingency plans. Uh, we're going to have to wait and see how things develop. Yeah, um, I mean, at the end of the day, I think the MLB has enough money they could get all the players tested. And then if they are sick or what, they could quarantine them for two weeks upon their arrival in Arizona, I feel they could almost build like an... Wouldn't it be cool, like an Olympic like village, you know, right? Where they've got housing for all the teams, and everybody's staying in this specific area. So once they've cleared everybody to play because they're healthy, you know, uh, being able to see all those teams all in one area playing each other all the time, in almost nearly probably all hours of the day to fit all the games in, that'd be awesome. Yeah, to watch that. yeah, and uh, it would be a step towards normalcy, but at the same time, it almost feels alien. Just. Uh, the way things are turning out. In a statement on Tuesday, the MLB said that it had not settled on a specific proposal, but has been actively considering, uh, as I mentioned, numerous contingency plans that would allow play to commence once public health situation has improved to the point that it's safe to do so. So that is the uh, situation with the major leagues. But uh, we mentioned the NCAA did something positive recently. James, why don't you tell us a little bit about that? Uh, the Division One Council on Monday voted to allow schools to provide spring sports student-athletes an additional season of competition and an extension of their period of eligibility. So that's cool. If you play a spring, a spring sport in college, you're going to be able to get that year of eligibility back. You didn't waste anything this year. Uh, as most colleges have ceased all operations, people have gone home and they've ended the semesters and probably just resorted to online. I, I'm not sure. I haven't spoken to any college students during this I'm, I'm old, so I don't, sure, I don't sure. really have yeah. any friends in college still. So From what I've I'm heard sure. locally, that the WSU's gone all online, LCSE has also gone all online, and, and it's funny, I actually live across from some LCSE dorms, and I saw all the students just on a given week just start packing up and leaving. Um, just weird times, that's yeah. all I can say. Uh, they also, the NCAA, uh, excuse me, NCAA also adjusted financial aid rules uh, to allow teams to carry more members on scholarship uh, just to, you know, allow for more recruits to come in. Awesome. Um, so essentially, you're going to have bigger rosters for some of these spring sports. Um, but, but it's good to see the NCAA kind of adjusting and allowing teams to function under this new norm right now. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's an interesting time. People are trying to adapt. Um, it's it's hard to get a gra grip on what's actually happening. There's so much information out there that is um, complete opposite of one another. Uh, we'll stay out of that, but it's just tough to get a to get a grip on what is actually happening. Yeah, and so yeah. Uh, more college news. College football is being affected by the coronavirus. What else is new? Um, the theory that is being passed around is this virus doesn't 
handle cold temperatures, or excuse me, doesn't handle warm temperatures very well. So the theory is let's start the college football season sooner so that we can get the right, at least the regular season out of the way. Um, and then maybe not run into uh, the awkward situation of having to cancel the national championship because normally national championship takes place in January because of Corona 2.0. Yeah. They're worried that Uh. when the cold weather comes back in the winter, that it's yeah. going to ramp up again. And, uh, it's a sequel. A sequel, yeah. And nobody wants to watch, like Sharknado. <laughs> uh, but uh, but I, no, I see I, what you're saying. No, exactly. Yeah. No. I see what you're saying, though. I didn't mean to interrupt you. No, but, you're good. Yeah, you're just good. the fact that they want to move the season up feels... Honestly, I feel like that's going to be tough on, on incoming freshmen, right? Mm-hmm. Not having the opportunity to try to win a spot. Um, so, in... You know, with the new transfer portal, we talked about that a bit yeah. a couple of episodes ago. But what, how does that affect those players who are now coming into those schools? They're not allowed to be on campus. They're not allowed to be at practice. And the NCAA says, for money's sake, because we want to have the season, right. because we want to be able to make this money, we'll, let's play now. As a coach, as a player, you have to feel what we're not ready now. It's We would normally be getting ready, right? You would normally be getting ready for your regularly scheduled summer programming for college football right. before we come into fall camp, right? You're finishing up your spring. Your spring game would have been a couple, like a month ago, which which, which were all canceled, right? Mm-hmm. So people were denied the ability to have a spring game, which closes your spring uh, period where you move into your summer workouts. And they haven't had those, and now they want to have a season. We haven't had fall camp, right? We haven't had these normal things as football players we're used to. Anyone that's a new coach, new system, new players, it's going to be, it'd be really tough to play good competitive football early in the summer. Yeah. And uh, I looked at a report by uh, a Penn State athletic director who kind of went into detail of what they would need to get their team up and running. Uh, Basically, they need two months. Uh, So 60 days of the team being together on campus um, going through practices and whatnot together, getting ramped up nutritionally uh, so as to avoid injury when you go out and play actual games. Right. Um, so that's something that they probably need to, if they want to start early, they probably need to look into plans of maybe getting teams on campus in May um, in order to start this early season, if that is in fact what the NCAA decides to do. I haven't heard any confirmed reports about them going forward with this plan, but um, you know, it, we just don't know how this coronavirus is going to react uh, later on as well. This could be something that just blows over uh, in a month or so and we're back to normal, uh, but like we've never been through something like this before in that is this going to come back in the colder temperatures um and kind of wreck havoc again yeah we just don't know yeah it goes to show that uh it's very interesting times we're living in you know so it's just one of a kind situation and just uh and i hate to uh, but like look for the ray of sunshine in the cloud like this is a once in a lifetime experience You'll be able to tell your kids about this. Like this was a this is a crazy situation. This is I, by no means do I think the new normal, but you know, it is what it is. So to see the way that we adapt, isn't that what sports is supposed to teach us? How how to adapt in life and how to bounce back and be resilient. So as people, we just kind of have to pick ourselves up by our bootstraps. Wait for normalcy to come. If it doesn't come this season, 
then it doesn't come. Personally, if I were to bet, I would probably say the college football season is going to be canceled uh, or they'll be starting in normally scheduled time. I don't see I don't see it being possible to move it forward. Well, look at the financial implications of this. You know how much, you and I have both talked about this, how much money college football generates for mm-hmm. these universities. Uh, think about schools that, you know, when you look at the big programs, they're probably going to be fine. But when you look at these mid-majors who uh, some of these programs rely on college football, if college football's gone, think about all these other smaller programs that the school is able to put on because of college football. Poof, there they go. Um, And who knows, maybe academically it could affect that as well. Um, Football just has this trickle-down effect across the entire program. Uh, for a lot of these schools. Yeah. So in that sense, gosh, it's just uh, not a fun situation. Um, like we said, we just have to wait to, and see how this develops. We're hoping, you know, here in Idaho uh, and for whoever else is listening, uh, we're talking about Governor Little is likely to extend this stay-at-home order probably till the end of April. Um, but that currently it's the 15th. So... Uh, we'll see if things can maybe get back to normal, but it's yeah. just this whole wait and see thing. Yeah. I wish I had more answers and more predictions, but we just don't know. Right, exactly. It is what it is. We'll have to wait and see. You guys, be positive. Be patient with the situation while you're at home. Uh, and be patient with us. To be fair, it takes away a lot of our talking points. So Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> if you guys have any hypothetical questions or things you want to pose to us, you can drop them in the comments there, or you can go ahead and uh, shoot us a voice message on on uh, Anchor app or Spotify, however you may be listening. Uh, so, yeah, Garrison, what do we got next, man? NBA players are taking part in a 2K tournament. No, they're not talking about you and I. Uh, they're talking about 16 NBA players who, uh, and they have currently been taking part in this tournament. Some players have already been eliminated. But the gist of the tournament was that it's going to be, it was played on Xbox One, and the winner uh, is going to get crowned 2K20 champion and receive $100,000 to a charity donation in their name to support coronavirus relief efforts. So it's a great cause. Uh, the seeding was determined by the players' NBA 2K rating and tenure. So, uh, for instance, Kevin Durant was the number one overall seed, although he went on to lose to the 16-seeded Derek Jones Jr. Um, obviously, these seeds don't really matter. It's just who's good at the game. Right, but, yeah. it, but still, it's a little funny. Uh, third seed, Hassan Whiteside, lost to the, the number 14 seed, Patrick Beverly. How I, much trash do you think he Oh, I saw the highlights. <laughs> he, he was the exact same as he was on the court. He was hyping his you team gotta up. You love Pat Bev. He was the Milwaukee Bucks, and Hassan was the L.A. Lakers, so good match team-wise. Yeah, the Lakers are out. No, I'm just kidding. I don't know. Um, let's crazy. see. Oh, and la- of course, Andre Dr- Drummond went on to destroy DeMarcus Cousins by 51 points. DeMarcus Cousins probably doesn't play much 2K. Um, <laughs> so some more rules. Uh, each player chose eight of today's NBA teams, uh, which can only be used once uh. during the tournament. If both players in a given matchup select the same teams, the away team is awarded the first choice of the team, while the first two rounds will be single elimination, the semifinals and finals will be best of three. 
So I really liked this idea that ESPN came up with, you know, just in a way to help keep fans entertained. We'll talk about something that's dropping later this month coming up. Um, but this is just a unique way that we have people who talk about how technology is not good and it's it's an evil, this and that. But this has just been a nice way to keep fans of basketball connected through uh, social media and through a video game platform. So that's I've just really enjoyed the creativity ESPN came up with there. Yeah, and it's uh, it's not it's a day and age where people are already watching people play video games. It's a normal thing. Mm-hmm. So uh, especially with the younger generation. So to be able to have something that maybe a father and son can bond over the fact of watching a video game, but the father likes sports, but the son likes gaming. Best of both worlds. Yeah. Blend them together. You know, looking for those <clears throat> positives. So what players are still alive in this tournament, Garrison? That's my question. We've kind of talked about who's out, who's in. Who's in? We've still got Trey Young from the Atlanta Hawks and his 90 overall rating. So he's the number two seed. Devin Booker from the Phoenix Suns, 86 overall. Andre Drummond with the Cavs. I almost forgot he doesn't play with the Pistons anymore. 85 overall. His free throw um, rating, probably not that high. Uh, Montrez Harrell is still in it. DeAndre Ayton. Rui uh, Hachimura. If I would have said that wrong, uh, my former boss, Brad Neumeyer, probably would have killed me. Patrick Beverly from the Clippers, and Derek Jones from the Heat. So those are our eight remaining players. And then some guys who were eliminated, like I mentioned, Kevin Durant, Hassan Whiteside, Donovan Mitchell, Zach Levine, uh, Sabonis, DeMarcus Cousins, Michael Porter Jr., and Harrison Barnes, all eliminated. That's a long list of those who have fallen already. My yeah. Goodness. Yeah, but the rest of the tournament should be interesting. So, like I said, it's going to be transitioning into a best of three situation, uh, like you and I did. So, uh, guys, feel free. Let us know if you want us to do more video game episodes. I'm sure James and I would be fine with that. Yeah. So, uh, in fact, we might just ignore your feedback altogether and just do it. So yeah. we'll see. Uh, moving on. Speaking of ESPN's ingenuity in a, this you know, odd situation we find ourselves in. The Michael Jordan documentary, The Last Dance, is has the release date's been moved up to April 19th. I know my dad is super excited about this. Um, a little bit about the show. The Last Dance is going to focus on Michael Jordan's 1997 and 98 season with the Bulls. Um, does I, As you know, it doesn't matter with what LeBron fans or analysts say. Many people still consider Michael Jordan as the greatest basketball player of all time. What are your thoughts on that? Um, I think that there is a really good case for that. Um, I am un- I am of the belief that he he is the best and the greatest of all time. Followed very closely by Kobe Bryant, um, and then and then and then I put LeBron James in the conversation at three. But I feel like it's so close, and it just depends on what style of player you like. Um, obviously, I'm a Lakers fan, so uh, Kobe, I'm biased. So, But I do think that Michael is the greatest. He was the originator of a lot of things that Kobe did to make his career great. And uh, just the competitiveness and uh, his grit is something. Uh, and his tenacity with the last shot is something that I think just sets him apart. There's other people that may be better well-rounded, but... When the game's on the line and you have three seconds left and who do you want to have the ball, it's going to be Michael Jordan. Like, that's just the answer. You know? Yeah, yeah. And I agree with your top three of all time. I, In my opinion, I'm with you. I'm with Michael Jordan at number one. Kobe, I would put 
over LeBron at number two. Uh, he's right there with Jordan. And then uh, LeBron would be, again, close at number three. Uh, for me, you look at Michael Jordan's intangibles. Uh, not only was he one of the greatest scorers of all time, and he would have put up much more impressive stats had he played all throughout rather right. than retiring and going to baseball. Could you? He probably would have won eight straight championships. Yeah. I mean, you look at the roster. They had the team to do it. They had the coach to do it. Nobody could beat them. Whenever they made it that far, they were going to win. Um, and then he also played in college too. So you just want if he would have gone early, like say a LeBron or a Kobe, just straight out of high school into the league, would have he had the same effect? Again, we come into the woulda, coulda, shoulda type questions. Um, but defensively, he was locked down. Kobe, I would say, is pretty similar. Haven't seen that so much from LeBron. He has in big moments at times. Oh, yeah. He's had some huge defensive plays for sure. For sure. Some really As in, you know, blocks. blocking the shot yeah, in the NBA blocks. Finals. So when he wants to, he can, he's right up there. Yeah. But he just doesn't want to a lot of the time. Yeah. From I think his transition see. defense is really great. His half-court defense can be a little suspect. I feel people uh, people do do well to kind of post him up in that mid-range zone and kind of. I've seen Kawhi go to work on him a lot. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. You know. Yeah. I've seen it a lot. Exactly. So. Yeah. And so yeah, we're both in agreement. MJ, greatest of all time. Um, that's just kind of our half sort of non-professional analysis there. Um, During his last season with the Chicago Bulls in 97-98, a camera crew followed Jordan and the team capturing it never-before-seen footage. I did not know that about this documentary, so that's that's one of the exciting tidbits there. Uh, ESPN has now compiled that footage with new interviews to create The Last Dance. It is a 10-part documentary series originally scheduled to premiere in June, but again, with this situation espn wants something to air so they, they're gonna go ahead and move this documentary up uh, with the nba season in an indefinite pause uh lebron james even lobbied for the release date to be moved up uh the first two episodes will drop april 19th at 9 p.m eastern time on espn via cable satellite or live streaming services including hulu plus live tv sling tv at&t tv and YouTube TV, so I might be doing a free trial on YouTube TV. Uh, just you know, get. You don't have Hulu. I do have Hulu, but not live. That's fifty-five a month. I've got bills to pay, man. I feel that. Yeah. So. I mean, I got I got Sling, so I got ESPN. But Although, drop it in the comments. What's the best streaming app that you use? We just want to know what the best streaming app is. Drop it below if you like Netflix, Hulu, Sling, whatever it is, Voodoo. Let us know. <laughs> Because we want to know, because obviously, look, as far as I'm concerned, as a sports fan, there's really not a bunch of reasons to have Netflix. Um, Although, here's something to consider about Hulu. Oh, you're talking about Hulu or Netflix? Hulu. Okay, go ahead. With Hulu, I just saw that you can have Hulu plus Disney, or with Disney plus, and ESPN plus, all bundled together for $15.99. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Hulu's good for sports. Yeah, for sure. Okay. Hulu has live sports. But, Baker but it just says Hulu plus live TV. So does that mean I have to have the $54.99 plan or can I just do the... You can yeah. try it for seven days when it comes out. But I'm already on Hulu. That's what I'm saying. I've got Sling. You can come over to my house. We, you can sit six feet away from me. We're less than six feet apart right now. So We're, we're probably dead. Let's be real. If you want to report us, please don't. 
Um, but yeah, um, I mean, I'm glad that it's coming to us, but it feels like a, I have Sling TV, so I'm good to go. But I feel like they're trying to make it on the, all these weird platforms. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I, I, especially now, given the circumstances, you think they would want everybody to have access to this. So I get they want to make money off of it, but come on, everybody's stuck at home. Uh, a lot of people have lost their jobs. Uh, yeah. The economy, let's be real, it's in shambles. And we don't, we normally don't want to get into politics or anything like that. But um, it, just make it easy for everybody to watch. Make it so everybody has access to this right. stuff. That's my only gripe with this release date. Yeah. But I'm excited for it. I'm excited to see this series. Uh, speaking of sports and watching sports, we're all excited for the Michael. But tell me, you were speaking to me about some Netflix shows that are soccer related. Let's what tell me about those a little bit. We just want to let you guys know some sports shows you can watch while you're stuck oh, in your house. Oh, absolutely. Uh, the this this kind of brought out my love in the game of football, soccer as we call it. But uh, it's Sunderland Till I Die, and it follows uh, a football club in England in the north in North England. Uh, Sunderland used to be a Premier League team. Um, and in fact, I think they won a, a Premier League championship uh, a while back. 2001? Something that like that. They, I watched episode one. Yeah, so I think something so. like that. So they, this club has had success and it has a lot of history tied to it. Fast forward to 2017 when the show first starts in season one and uh, they get relegated from the Premier League. They fall down to the championship. Uh, championship's still a very competitive league. There's lots of talent there. Uh, but the league does... I won't have any spoilers. Let's just say it doesn't go to plan. They get relegated again and go down to English League One. Uh, and that's where Season 2 picks up. So there's two seasons, 14 total Do they episodes. keep the same manager after Season 1 and Season 2? No. They get, so they brought in Chris Coleman, who was the international manager of Wales. So he got to coach the likes of Gareth Bale. And stuff like that. And he was season one? He was, he's the season two coach. They bring him in in season one. Okay. So in season one, they start out with a guy by the name of Simon Gray, I think. Um, and it, it just doesn't go well for him. He's done halfway through the season. Mm-hmm. They bring in Chris Coleman, uh, who br- he kind of rejuvenates feelings there. And, uh, you know, people get behind him. And it looks like, oh, my gosh, they might make a push just to stay just in, outside of that relegation zone. Doesn't pan out that way. A lot of injuries happen. Uh, transfer day doesn't go their way as some some player decides to stay on. And he's got a bloated contract, so they have to keep him, and they can't bring in more talent. Um, and they end up getting relegated again. And it's just heartbreaking. Just down, down. So check it out, guys. Yeah. Watch Sunderland till I die. It's a it's it's a good opportunity for sports fans to be able to dive in and just continue to watch. Watch every 30 for 30 if you can, you know. Yeah, where can you find those? Uh, on the SPN Plus app, there's okay. everything. So I might uh, have to do that Hulu bundle yeah. I was just talking about. ESPN Plus is worth it. You've got the Kobe breakdown analysis before he passed away, the Peyton Manning breakdown analysis where they're watching regular season games of the new stars, right? And mm-hmm. they're breaking down what it means, what you think about as you approach things. And it's cool to see these just high-level people. So, yeah, so... No, that was just a random thing I wanted to throw in there. You know, okay, I like things it. for people to watch. I like it, yeah. Um, also, if you're a football fan uh, on Amazon, they're going to be releasing, uh, what's it called? 
Oh, I can't think of it. They're going to be following Tottenham Hotspur, basically, uh, throughout the season. Um, I forget the name of the show. They they do football as well. Yeah, yeah. They, yeah. The, you know what I'm talking about. I know exactly. You what guys comment below what yeah. it is. If you know what it is on Amazon, they follow the Panthers and the Cardinals. The one is it one something? No. Uh, that's gonna bug me. That yeah, really bugs me. But uh, yeah, it's it's basically the the Cowboys are in it too. Uh, it's yep. basically a journey through a team season, and next up, Tottenham Hotspur is going to be on there. So, uh, if you're a fan of football, check that out. Uh, speaking of football, we have a little announcement. You guys seem to really enjoy our NBA 2K episode that we did, so we're going to drag it over to the pitch. We're going to have yeah. a FIFA episode. I'm a Tottenham Hotspur fan. You're a Chelsea fan. Yep. So, those are probably the teams that we'll go with. I don't know. We'll see. No, we will. We will? Okay. Uh, we will. Yeah, you, he says he hasn't played in a while. Uh, it could just be BS. Um, <sighs> Haven't played since Drogba was on the squad. No, it hasn't been that long. <laughs> I was going to say, oh my gosh, I should win this no problem. <laughs> hasn't been that long. Anywho, yeah. You play with the one button controller, right? No. Where A does everything? No, I don't actually. I, I play legit. Dawson, you can attest if you're watching this. Um, my brother's pretty legit. Maybe I'll just have him come over and play. Yeah. Just, uh, yeah. yeah. Also, if you want to drop your, uh, your what's your game? Your gamer, gamer tags. tags. Drop gamer your gamer tags. tags in the comments. If you would like to challenge uh, Garrison or myself in any game, we will play you. And we will. Any game. I don't know about that. We will play you. Rocket League. Rocket League. Rocket we League. will play you. We need to play some Rocket League. All right, yeah. guys. Anywho, that's about all we got today, guys. Yeah. That, was, uh, that was episode six. Um, there's just not that much to talk about. Yeah. So we're trying to stagger our episodes uh, Tuesdays and Thursdays. Uh, normally we would like to do Monday, Wednesday, Friday. But like I said, there's just the content just isn't out there right now. So, um, yeah, if there's anything else you want us to talk about in future episodes, drop comments below. Um, this has been The Hook and Ladder, episode six. I'm Hardy. And I'm Oates. Thanks yeah. for listening. We appreciate you guys. So smash the like button. Smash the share for us. We appreciate you. We're going dark. Peace out.